for a theme, I can't say it's a theme, but at least for a scripture for this month is John 1.14. And the Word was made flesh and dwell among us, and we beheld His glory, and the glory of the, of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm wondering what they're going to do for January. I mean, these, these calendars have been so great. I mean, what's going to look like in January? Surprise, surprise. Okay, okay if you'll uh, prepare yourselves, we'll give you a, the first nugget, or a nugget first, I should say. Good manners. Good manners will open doors. Amen. Good manners will open doors that the best good manners will open doors that the best of education cannot. Yeah, you can have a lot of education, but if you don't have good manners to go along with it, your education is kind of put aside. People will look at you a different way. Because your, your manners are wrong, so have goodly manners. Okay, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks, Lord, as we begin to look into the Word this morning. We ask, Father, that your Holy Spirit, Father God, open our eyes of our understanding. Give us each, Father God, greater revelation, Father God, than that which we came in with this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you'll turn with me to the book of Luke and find chapter 1. That's the book of Luke, chapter 1. That's Luke, chapter 1. Let's begin with verse 28, Luke 1, 28. And the angel, and, and the angel came unto her and said, Hail, thou art. Highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw, saw him, she was troubled at, at his saying and cast, it, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Glory to God. Highly favored. Now turn with me to the book of Matthew, chapter 1. There was an announcement to Mary. Now, Matthew, chapter 1. And we'll begin with verse 18. That's Matthew 1, 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child and the Holy Ghost of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, not willing to make a public, uh, her a public example, was minded to put her, put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him, and dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take Mary 
take thee Mary thy wife, for she has, for, for that which she is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. Verse 21, and, he, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from his sins. So here we, in the two accounts of the parents to be, the name is already chosen. Jesus. Uh, let's re return to the book of Luke. And this time we're going to go to Luke chapter 2. And we will go to verse 8. Luke 2, oh, beginning verse 8. And there was in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over, over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were so afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to, to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Wow. Okay, so we see angels announced the birth of Jesus. That's pretty wild. Um, never, never, no other announcement of a child equals that to the Lord Jesus because the angels announced it. Amen? Okay. And God himself said this child, gave him this child a name. Amen? Jesus. And, and, of course, the parents followed through and they named Jesus. So now turn with me to the book of Philippians, chapter 2. That is the book of Philippians. That's Philippians, chapter 2. Beginning in verse 8, that's Philippians 2, beginning in verse 8. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. Verse 10, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Glory to God. So what's in the name? What's in the name? If you're titling, or you want to give it a title, the name this morning. What is the name? Uh, do the titles and names of Jesus hold any significant, significance to us? So when the, in the time, Bible times, and sometimes even today, uh, uh, parents chose their baby's names based on their appearance. Some, you know, um, you remember Jacob's son, or not Jacob's son, uh, Esau. You know what it means, Harry. So, anytime they say, "Here comes Harry," 
Okay, you remember uh, an individual, one of the, the uh, going coming out of uh, Egypt. There was a uh, a priest. His name was Korah. Guess what his Korah means? Now we're talking about babies when they when they're you know first born. So Esau was hairy. Korah, Korah was bald. Um, you know, I'm not saying it was that way, but just when he appeared. Some people, uh, some children were named because of, of an incident in their birth. Uh, and some, some parents gave hope and prayer to their, uh, to their child. Uh, Zachariah, Zachariah's name means God is remembered. Okay? Uh, now, other, other children or parents named their children after objects. Remember uh, Terma or Tarma, uh, the uh, daughter of uh, Jacob. Uh, her, name, her name means palm tree. You know, in the desert, when you come to palm tree, it's, it's beautiful. It's got an oasis there, and it's just you know refreshing. So this girl was refreshing to see. Okay, um, how about? Tabitha in the New Testament, uh, well, the name, name Tabitha. You know, unfortunately, a lot of people remember Tabitha in the Bewitched series, you know, but actually Tabitha means a gazelle, graceful. So what does your name mean? I'm not going to go. <laughs> Parents also named their children by the time of day they, they arrived or were born. Um, Reading scripture, do you remember the name Hodesh? It means born under the new moon. So, you know, he, you know new moon, come on. <laughs> and uh, sometimes mothers uh, uh, frequently gave their children sometimes an inspired name, other times not an inspired name. Leah, remember one of the, the first wife of Jacob? Her name was exhausted. Met exhausted. <laughs> I guess so. Maybe after trailing after Rachel, she became exhausted. Whatever. <laughs> uh, you remember Naomi's one of her sons' name, Malka. What happened to him in the land of Moab? He died. He was sickly. It said that he was sickly. So. Uh, Malka means sick. Uh, I forgot to get, check this one out. But you remember when uh, Jacob's last son was born and, and Rachel died right at birth, just after birth, and she called him uh, Benai, and I think it means sorrow. Jacob changed it to Benjamin. Benjamin means happy, happy-go-lucky. So instead of sorrow, he changed his name to Benjamin, which meant happy-go-lucky and type of thing. So the names of Jesus, uh, there are a lot of names ascribed to Jesus. Uh, and as we have seen thus far, names describe certain characteristics of a person. Um, and how they look, how they work, their ethics. You know, sometimes uh, maybe the, they wouldn't name a child right away. 
because they want to see some of his character or her characteristic before they rename. I know we, when we first got one of our cats, the wife could not figure out a name for this cat. It was a month or two went down the line, and then she finally said, "We'll call him Caleb." So you know, sometimes you, you watch the characteristic, and then you, you name him. So she called this cat Caleb, and he was a big, huge cat, but was uh, sweet. And so, but there are—they figure there are more more than 700 titles to address Jesus. So what's in the name? So we're just going to look at a few of them this morning. Who is Jesus? And why is it important to know? We live in, in a, today we live in a, a religious world of pluralism. You know, uh, you got Hare Krishna, you got Buddha, you got Shinto, you got, you know, everything, you know. And all religious systems uh, today, they believe that they're equal. Uh, uh, just pick one of those religions and follow it, and you will, at the end of your days, you will go into paradise. Um, that's not, that's what the world believes, but that's not true. Uh, Jesus taught otherwise. He said there's only but one way. Um, Jesus is the key to paradise or heaven. And Jesus is the key to, uh, to our, to, uh, for us going into uh, God's family. Glory to God. Um, he made it all possible for us to relate to him. And then we can relate now to the Father because we know, we know Jesus. So let's, since we're in the New Testament there, let's drop back to the book of John. John chapter 14. Look at verse 6. Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So the only way we can get to heaven is through Jesus Christ. But the world system is based on works and merits. The more you can do, the higher grade you get. Um, one of the cults says if you go out there doing certain things and do it so often that uh, you will escalate in, in, in revenue and you know, how to get, you're not just gonna be, you won't be just living on the back side of heaven but as you you can work your way up. Um, that doesn't work that way. Uh, but they sure hope it does. I'm glad it doesn't work that way because we, we all have failed in that. We'll fail in that if we try that type of stuff. So let's turn to the book of Acts. Let's turn to the book of Acts. Chapter 4 this time. Look what, look what the Bible tells us. Verse 12, Acts 4 and 12. Neither is there salvation in any, any other, for there is none other name under heaven which is given unto men whereby we must be saved. And that name is Jesus. There's only one way 
to be saved. That salvation is through Jesus. It's clear. Salvation is found in no one else. So let's look at some of the names that... Uh, I'll let that go. Let's go back up again to the book of John, chapter 1. John 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So Jesus is called the Word, so he is God. Amen. And there's several passages that continue reading. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him nothing, nothing made that was made. Glory to God. So, um, Jesus existed from the very beginning. He didn't just come into the world uh, 2000, some 2,000 years ago. He was there at the very beginning. John chapter 20. Glory to God. John chapter 20. His claims to be God are confirmed here. Beginning in verse 27. That's John 20, 27. Then he said unto Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hands, and thrust it into my side, into my side and be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thomas finally got out of the doubt. Um, we need to operate in faith and not on feelings or reasonings, okay? What did he say? My Lord and my God. Uh, the term uh, Lord uh, refers to an honor and a, and a distinction. Uh, the disciples saluted Jesus as their teacher and master. So let's go back to or return to the book of Matthew. And we'll find the 22nd chapter. That's Matthew chapter 22. And we will go all the way to verse... Forty-three. Let's go to verse forty-two. Now, verse forty-one. While the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, saying, "What do you think of Christ? Whose son is he?" They said unto him, "The son of David." Then he said unto them, "How doth David in spirit call him Lord, saying?" The Lord said unto my Lord, sit upon my right hand till I make thy enemies thy footstools. If David called him Lord, how is he a son? So here he is. You know, there's a, throws 
quandary to the Pharisees. He can't figure out this one out. But he is our Lord. He's our master. Okay. Uh, going back to John chapter 1 again. We already looked at it. We'll just look at it again. He's called the Word. Amen. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Drop down to verse 14. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Glory to God. So, He's the Word. He's the truth in life, so we got the Word here. We have the Word. These are wonderful names. Okay, let's go to the book of... Uh, book. We're in John chapter 4 this time. I'm sorry. Begin with verse 25. And the woman said unto him, I know the Messiah cometh, which is called Christ. When he is come, he will tell us all things. Jesus said unto her, I that speak unto thee am he. He says, I'm the Messiah, the anointed one who delivers us, or mankind, I should say, from sin unto life. Takes us from sin and death unto life. He says he's the Messiah. Um, let's go all the way to the back of your Bible. And to the last book, anybody know what the last book is? You should, should be there by now if you're reading through Scripture. Revelation chapter 1. Here's another name for Jesus. He says in verse 8, that's Revelation 1 verse 8, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. Glory to God. So we got two names there. Alpha, Alpha, and Almighty, uh, Alpha and Omega, and the Almighty One. The, the Alpha and Omega is speaking of the Greek um, alphabet, the beginning and the last. We would say A and Z, A through Z. Uh, the Alpha, from the very beginning, he he was with God in the beginning, and he's going to be with God to. <laughs> To the end. And there's no, there's no end. So glory to God. We are set free. Yes, amen. amen. Okay. Um, let's go to the book of Mark. In the book of Mark, we go to chapter 10. Here, it doesn't say Redeemer, but he is the Redeemer. Verse, that's Mark 10, 45. For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life as ransom for many. So he's the Redeemer. He's the one who frees us and delivers us, glory to God, from the enemy, from difficulty, from dangers, from bondages. Uh, he paid the price. He's the Redeemer. 
You remember Boaz paid the price for Ruth. He becomes a kinsman redeemer. He paid the price for Ruth. Jesus paid the price for every man and every woman, every boy and girl. So Jesus is the ultimate redeemer who ransomed his life for you and I. Uh, let's look to the book of Titus. Titus chapter 2 our Redeemer Titus chapter 2 verse 14 says he gave himself for us that's Titus 2 14 he gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works a peculiar people who are zealous. Are you a per peculiar person? Are you zealous to do God's work? Oh, so that should shake us some up. It says to be zealous. That means you're wanting to do what God called you to do. Yeah. Well, we'll get into that some other some other time. <laughs> okay, we need to. Uh, John chapter 8. These are just a few names. Oh, glory to God. You'll get out early. You get the, For those that haven't done their Christmas shopping, I'm going to give you a break here. John chapter 8. Well, some of you said you already got your Christmas shopping done. You've, you've gone on... Uh, on the internet and did your sh shopping. Uh, that was the, the Monday after Black Friday of Thanksgiving, whatever it's called. Cyber, okay, cyber, cyber, cyber shopping. I, I don't know how to do that. I should, but uh, I hear about so many people getting ripped off that way. I just don't even, I'd rather walk in, I know what I'm getting. And, you know, then if it's wrong, you got to send it back. and So that's why the 24th is the best time to go out. When you see people fighting over something, that's the one you want to get. You step in. <laughs> okay. So I will have my armor on. <laughs> and go out. Okay. He found John chapter 8. Look at verse 12, John chapter 8, verse 12. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Jesus says he's the light of the world. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He brings light to us. Let me see if I've got this one right. Looks like I have a type of error here. Let's look. Okay, let's go back, back up in John chapter 3. 
Look at verse 19. That's uh, John 3, 19. And this is the, the combination that light is coming to the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. For everyone that doth evil hateth light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doth truth cometh to light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are rotten God. Jesus is the light of the world. When Jesus steps out there, darkness flees. Amen. You remember when Jesus was out there at, uh, with the woman caught in adultery? And they were ready to stone this poor lady. He was the light. He started riding in the sands or the dust. And one by one, as sins appeared, they dropped their rocks and walked away because he revealed their sin. and They could not do any wrongful deed to the woman. So he's the light. I'm glad he... He gives light because he shows us where we've done wrong or have been wrong. And then you won't want to abandon. We have abandoned our ways because we got, became born again. We come out of darkness into his marvelous light. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. John chapter 1 again. Boy. John chapter 1. Let's look at verse Here's another name. John chapter 1, verse 29. The next day John seeth Jesus coming and said unto him, and saith, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Glory to God. Lamb of God that takes the sin of the world. Amen. Oh, glory to God. Drop down to verse 36. And looking upon Jesus, he, as he walked, he saith, Behold, the Lamb of God. And during that, that time, a lamb was the supreme sacrifice for sins. And John said, This is the lamb, lamb of God. Not just a lamb for you, but the Lamb of God that would take care of all our sins. Take everybody's iniquities. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Revelation chapter 3. We're about done. In Revelation chapter 3, verse 14. And the angel of the church of Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen and faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. Jesus is, our, is the creation he created things. He existed before all things, and he created all things. We have those that are in that book. You're saying, how did, do, how did we do this? Well, the Father, we pointed it out this way. The Father had the vision. Jesus was the engineer, and the Holy Spirit was the contractor. So the three worked together. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Okay, let's go to, back to John chapter 1. Uh,
in John chapter 1, we see another besides our Creator. In John chapter 1, again, the Mediator. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus was fully God. So he can represent God to man. And then in John, 14, uh, John 1, 14, it says, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So as a man, Jesus could re uh, represent man to God. He was the mediator, the only mediator. And if you remember in the book of Job, Job says, where can I find a mediator that would stand between man and God? And he was puzzled. How can that be? Glory to God, the answer came. Jesus. First uh, Timothy. First Timothy chapter 2. I know we were bouncing around a little bit, but... There's a lot more names. Like I said, there's over 700. We didn't we're try to take up full year. That's 1 Timothy chapter 2. Oh. Verse 5. That's 1 Timothy 2, verse 5. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. John chapter 6. Here we find Jesus as the bread of life. John chapter 6. Verse 35. And Jesus said unto, him, unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. And he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Glory to God, the bread of life and the water of life. Glory to God. And of course, in John chapter 14, as we close this out, get ready, ready Heather. John 14, verse 6 says, I am, Jesus said unto them, I am the way, the truth, and life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. He's the way, the truth, and life. Jesus is the only way to heaven, the only source of truth and foundation for life. So you need to listen to what comes up next. How truthful that is. You need to be rejoicing you have the name. Keeps you free. Well, all right, let's all stand. We'll close up. Like I said, you could, I got to do some Christmas. <laughs> Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks. We thank you, Lord, that your word works, and we thank you. Most of all, for the Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that uh, Jesus is our constant companion, Father God. Thank you, Lord, that you sent your Holy Spirit, Father God, to dwell within us. 
And as we are in this season, Father God, as we celebrate Jesus' birth, Father God, I thank you, Lord, that we can take, Father God, the good news of the gospel wherever we go, Father God, and share it, Father God, to give the bread of life to those that are hungering and thirsting in Jesus' name. As we go our separate ways, Father God, thank you, Lord, that greater things take place. And we ask also, Lord, that these fires, Father God, begin to be uh, quenched in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Thank you.